I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Lost for Words podcast. I'm joined by Brad and Jason. Gents, hello. Good evening, Tom. Hello, boy. Hello, Jason. Yeah, good Good to have you both on. A uh, special week, Ryder Cup this week. Uh, Marco Simone, goal from Country Club, back on European soil. Haven't uh, The USA team haven't won in Europe since 1993. I think that's pretty much well documented at this point. Brad, I'll come to you first overall feelings before we dive into everything individually market wise etc do you think that changes this week uh i honestly think it's going to be seriously tight uh, obviously um a lot of people are um speaking up europe um and if i had to if you put a gun to my head i probably would say also obviously I'd, i'm cheering for europe um i would say that europe have the edge um but uh, it's it's going to be tight. I'm I'm just more looking forward to just sitting back and just watching it all unfold, really, uh, more than anything. But yeah, I, I, I it's a, it's going to be tough to call. I think if if I had to choose, I would say from a neutral perspective, if I was uh, without my European specs on, I would say that uh, Europe have the edge. Nice, Jason. Any any different thoughts on that? Or do you think it's Europe to uh, sort of favourites going in? Yeah, I, I, I actually, Brad, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it really more than anything else. I think it's a, it's really difficult, and I think that's because you're relying on certain players to do a job. I don't think yeah. there's that um, reliability all the way through. Um, Solheim Cup, which I think should be mentioned, I think can teach a lot of lessons. Um, you know, you look at someone like Charlie Hull, for example, who was injured before the tournament. Nobody knew about it until. She was about to tee off, though. Um, you know, it basically failed. No, she didn't fail. That's wrong, because she was injured and, and, and it affected her. Um, she didn't come up with, with the points that we expected. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, sorry to, I'll give just a couple of minutes, if you don't mind, Tom, right? I just think there's lessons to be learned about. They look at Lynn Grant, for example, who carried Charlie Hull through their um, Saturday foursomes to win four and three. Um, was outstanding with um, uh, Maya Stark. Um, Saturday's mm-hmm. foursomes and won obviously both four balls with Carlotta Giganda, who was just whatever you say and whatever you think about home advantage, I think is massive. Um, I know obviously Giganda was in Spain um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, her obvious sort of home benefits, um, but you could see in her that she really wanted to, to, to do more while she was there. Her last win, I think, was in Spain and Europe as well. Um, interestingly enough, so was Caroline Headwalls. Um, I think her last win was in Spain. Um, so so I think home advantage is huge. And I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet any of them. I, I'd, I'd be tempted to bet the draw, to be honest with you. But I think it's fantasy to imagine that both the Solheim Cup and the and the Ryder Cup end 14-0. Um, but it's going to go down the singles. Um, I think if Europe lead after day one, I think the state's going to find it very, very difficult to go from behind. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, I, I, I can't bet any of them, you know, round about even money, whatever they are, six to five, whatever. I, I, I think it's too hard. If you've got a little bit better on Europe, then that's fair play. But um, I'm sure we'll go into it. But you're so reliant on certain pairings working and certain um, certain players rising. I just think it's it's too difficult. I actually like the um, American rookies over ours, to be honest. But home advantage is massive. If this was held over there, what price are we talking? Um, you know, you're talking a massive difference, aren't you? And therefore, mm-hmm. the home advantage has has a has a huge part to play. Um, it's been said before, isn't it? If it was held at the golf, well, mind you, McIntyre the golf national, that's a conversation <laughs> for last week. Um, you know, if it's held somewhere there, if it was held at Wentworth or anywhere like that, then then you'd be looking at potentially Europe, obviously Billy Horshaw, etc. Difficult. Can't can't call it, mate. I actually can't call it. I think it'd be a fascinating thing. I think there is one bet, but that would be it. Yeah, I, th- I think Dave Tindall kind of said it best on the on the, the tips podcast we did last week, and the fact that like imagine betting USA, uh, you know, whatever six to five or evens, whatever by the time it comes to it, 
and cheering that bet on over just being a European fan mm-hmm. for the weekend. Like, it, it, there's not exactly. really enough issues in the winning market to worry too much about betting it. I think if it got seriously, like, <clears throat> juiced towards the Friday start, like, where USA suddenly become outsiders for some reason, then I would be tempted by it. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm going to steer away from that market and go into the kind of players and things like that. So, yeah, overall, I think we're, we're kind of all in kind of agreement i think that europe definitely i think that the, the, the two trains of thought that europe one you know just play very well in europe as well documented it's, it's something that's kind of worn out at this point but two they're just always up for the rider cup they're always and and most importantly i think the reason we're seeing this odds change brad of, of europe really being steamed in is we've seen them in the last couple of weeks like seven yeah. 12 players finished inside the top 10 and only thomas and homer have played since the since the tour championship yeah, exactly that. They've all, as you said, they've all showed up at Wentworth and they all look in good form. They've, they've only got better um, as the Ryder Cup's approached, you know. So I think it's only right that the odds have shortened on Europe to win off the basis of that. Do you think there is a danger? Like, because Europe are very much like will play everyone at least three times or everyone two times or whatever. Do you think that there is a danger this week that? that McIntyre or Hoygaard just get left out? Uh, from what I've, I think Bobby Mack's got a really good chance of um, missing out this week, just off the fact he's not playing well. Um, I've seen him on the range losing his uh, shit a bit because he's um, he's not uh, hitting it how he wants to, and it's just not what you want to see. Um, but look, we only get snippets. Maybe he's showing a lot of promising signs. And we're just seeing the negative stuff. Um, as we were, as we're all just best guessing off of what we get, right? So um, I, I think if anyone, I think Bobby Mack could miss out and only play a couple of games. Maybe. Yeah, I think I, I think he's going to be hidden. Jason, any thoughts on kind of players that might not play a lot on, on both sides? I guess. It's just you know, I think I, I don't know. <laughs> I literally, t- I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think um, everyone had a go at. Again, I'll go back to last week because it's, it's, I think it's quite relevant. Everyone can go to Suzanne Petterson for the, the day one. And there we are. It's, 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 this is 18 holes. I mean, you know, it's like your first round leader pick, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Um, you know, you, you can use stats as much as you want, but it's, you know, it's 18 holes. Who's up for it? Who's nervous for half a dozen holes? Is that going to make them go two down? How are they going to react to it? You know, you, you know, it's, it's, as, as Brett said, it's a fantastic event to watch. And Sunday's going to be unbelievable. And I really do hope it goes to Sunday with no more than a couple of points between either side. But I just think there's there's doubts about quite a lot of players at both teams. Um, mm-hmm. I Personally, I think the Americans look... Um, consistent is the wrong word. But I think they're more likely to, to grind it out. Whereas I think if Europe win, I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. Um, look, going. I mean, it's very boring lead, but and it doesn't matter. It's just another stat that Alex Perry can say by bollocks, which he's right, to be honest. Um, I think if I'm right, uh, if you add up all the singles matches that have, these players have taken place in with the same amount of uh, rookies, um, we've won 28 and a half percent career, six out of 21, and the Americans have won seven out of 17, which is 41 percent. Does that matter? Probably not, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you've got people like Sam Burns, I'm sure will come up, who obviously won the match play in stunning fashion. But nobody really gives them a, I mean, a hope in hell of doing anything this week. I've not read anything that's positive about about him. I doubt he's going to take place in more than three matches, would you reckon? Like today and then, well, and then in the singles. Mm-hmm. And yet and yet he's a match play winner that was absolutely stunning and he's a proven winner. So I, I, I find it hard. I mean, the top pairs... That I'm sure you're, you're going to bring up in a minute. But sorry, mate. But the top pairs are so important, and then I, I just think they'll share it. And then I think it's what the weaker players in inverted commas are going to do. Uh, and I, there is a possibility the Americans are better at that. Yeah. No. Look, I think you think you make really good points. I think on the subject of Sam Burns, I think that. I just can't see him playing all five because I think he's going to be no. a couple of sessions of four balls and then out in the singles. Um, yeah. I don't think he's trusted in the foursomes, which 
It's interesting. When you go back to 2021, which feels like a lifetime ago now, because Sheffield only played three matches. I mean, he was a, he was a yeah. pick, wasn't he? So um, he got two and a half points that week as well. So bit yeah, wrong, didn't it? Yeah, like he he didn't actually lose at any point. Um, actually, the, the scar tissue of his putting over the last like few months or a year, two years, whatever you want to call it, um, makes him a slightly different. I mean, you're never going to give him a part, are you, of Europe? So that's going to wind him up all the way along. Um, yeah. I yeah, I think it's common. No, no, no. I was agreeing with you. You wouldn't give him a part. No. <laughs> You're making part of everything. So, so I think that the, the thing with Burns is he has to win on day one with Scheffler to even play day two um, in the four balls, I think. Um, because otherwise, how are you going to sit Kepka, Fowler, Wyndham Clark, Harm, and all that again if, if Burns doesn't turn up? So mm. let's go into the obvious pairings. Brad, I'll come to you for Europe and then we'll go with Jason with uh, with America. So obvious pairings, Brad, so far. Uh, I'll probably say um, from everything we've seen from the practice pairings and what we've seen in recent months and everything else, I'd say Rahm and Hatton um, looks pretty nailed. Um, Rory and Tommy, um, this is for the foursomes. Uh, Hovland and a Berg looks most likely. And then it's just, I think it's going to be Rose and Fitz, but yeah, it might it might well be possibly a Lowry or Stracker. That would be a surprising one, um, but yeah, that's my that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, it's just that last pairing that I can't really um, nail down. But the other ones seem pretty. I, th- pretty obvious I, th- to me. I think it's Fitz and Rose. I think Lowry and Stracker are in that kind of group because they might go Rory Lowry at some point and Stracker Fleetwood at some point, yes. um, <laughs> rather than. Because at some point I thought it could have been Strecker and Lowry together, and that would have just been a really weak pair. And I think it'd be so um, weak, wouldn't it? I was, <laughs> I was hoping I, it weren't going to come. So I'm definitely hoping with that. Um, we'll come on to the subject of, of one of those players in a little bit. But Jason, I think the US the US teams basically pit themselves. Yeah, I mean, Spieth, Spieth and JT are yeah. you know nailed, don't they? Cantlin Shuffler's nailed. Um, I really like. Max Homer and Colin Morikawa this week. Yeah, I think they're. I, I think you know we'll discuss it later, but I think they'll score millions of points. Um, see, Brooks Kepka's quite interesting, isn't he? Um, you know, not not particularly a. Um, he's not. I mean, not particularly a team player. Um, certainly not these days. Although he'll have to be here. Um, so no, I, I find the whole dynamic interesting. The fact that you say John Rahman. Until Hatton, I mean, my God, if it starts going wrong for them, yeah, I, I don't know how many clubs will be thrown into. Uh, into that's going to be absolute box office watching that. It <laughs> will have be. played together before, haven't they? I think it was a four ball. Yeah. In the last, I yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, that, that the whole dynamic's really interesting. Again, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm so invested last week, so I'm really sorry. You know, there was that rumor about uh, Celine Boutier, who's who's the leading. <laughs> Yeah. Women golfer in Europe, basically, she's yeah, not bad. getting on with Georgia Hall um, and asking to play. I don't know if it's true or not, right? It probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically having a bit of a nightmare for two days. And she was a leading leading player, or just certainly her and Charlie, anyway. Um, and and I think you can carry that on to this week. I mean, you've got, okay, look, JT and Spieth are not going to fall out. Cantley and Xander are not going to fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there may be. I think their dynamic is better. I think their pairings are better. Um, It doesn't. It doesn't make me think they'll win um, necessarily, but I I do think there's a more comfortable pairing, even if conditions are not quite as comfortable for them. Yeah. So, so that that's what I would completely agree with. It's just obvious, right? So, the I think the USA's chances hinge on Thomas and Spieth um, because. They're the two who you'd say have been a bit suspect over the last 12 months yeah. or so. Um, but conversely on that, I think Thomas has got the ability to win the Ryder Cup for the US. Um, he's just an absolute gamer in this team format. It's whether, because Spieth has not been at his best. I, I don't like even, you can go back to the fact that Thomas and Homer are the only two that have played since Tour Championship other than Brooks and Liv last week. Um, Spieth has just had a kid and, you know, he's got all that going on. So I, I think 
it's actually as much as everyone was kind of looking about Thomas as kind of the weak link. I think he might be the one Brad that <laughs> props his team up a bit. Might well be. Uh, I mean, he's going to want to show everyone, look, this is why you should have me on the team because there's obviously a lot of speculation whether he should make the team or not. And so you'd like to think that he's going to rise to the occasion. And obviously he's been a brilliant Ryder Cup player over the years. I think that though both of them have a lot to show. Um, and I think they might bring the best out of each other. I think yeah. Thomas I think that's Conscious. Sorry, that's interesting because while they're completely obvious, I'd actually split them. Yeah. I'd actually t- and I think they will be split at some point. Um, so I'd have a more consistent player with each of them and, and use their um, their undoubted, um, you know, uh, talent to potentially row along with that and maybe get a bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. So I've got. A, I'm sorry, I was just going to say I've got a feeling USA aren't going to utilise um, Brian Harmon enough. And I think he's going to be he going to be a fantastic Ryder Cup player. I'll just pair him with Scheffler. I'll just pair him with Scheffler, and I know they've got the mates rates oh, things going on. Yeah, yeah. Burns and Scheffler, but I would just go Scheffler Harmon. You know who else? He's going to he's going to you've got the best ball striker in your team. You got Harmon to hold the putts. You put Harmon on odds, and you just it just makes so much sense in the foursomes. I don't I just don't know why they're not doing that. Obviously. Um, Sack Johnson and just wants he's a bit of a softy and wants all the mates together. But I think the best strategy for me in my eyes would be Scheffler and Harmon to go out together and force them. I, th- I think they've overplayed this thing now that they, there's all this thing about why Europe's so much better in the Ryder Cup and it's because they're all mates, right? Now they've suddenly got enough players together that are mates in Spieth and Thomas Cantley and Shoffley, Morikawa and Homer that they're going to go right with the lead into that because. It works so well for us that Whistling Straits will just lean into it again. Um, but you're right. I think at the moment it looks like it's going to be Brian Harmon and Ricky Fowler at some point, which mm. like, what, like I don't really know what the point is. Um, mm. At least Kepka and Clark, you can kind of see as like two four balls that could just mash a birdie between them each hole. Like it makes kind of sense. I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to do with Harmon and Fowler. And actually, no, I don't. I think that's a wrong. It's, yeah. it's almost a disservice to both of them because you're almost saying, right, well, I don't trust Harmon to go with one of the big boys and split them up. And I don't trust Fowler to, like, I guess, as Jason said, like split up Spieth and Thomas and put Spieth and Fowler together and oh. Thomas and Harmon. Mm. I've gone the other way around, but yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter, does it? It's not going to happen. No one gives no. a shit. But I mean, uh, what we think, but I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, I, I would do exactly that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. I mean, look, I think I think these things, even when you look at these practice groups and it becomes obvious who these people are, um, a bad session can change everything. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think it changed. I think Europe is so much more likely to change. I think they're a bit more reactionary. Um, they're so desperate to get people out, whereas the US will just play the guys they want to play. Um, so let's go into it. Brad, I come to you first. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about top point scorers. You almost have to think along the lines of who's going to play yes. every session, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Which you can't get that value across the board. So if you're looking at someone that's kind of mid-teens, like in the odds, then they're not expected to play five. But they could play four and get four points or play three and get three and a, you know, get three mm-hmm. points. And all of a sudden that's enough. So um, let's go with Europe. Outside of... Rory and Rahm. I guess it's Rory, Rahm and Hovland are the only ones I feel really confident about going five. Mm, I, I think, think it will be between between them, one of them three, for sure. What, oh. what about Fleetwood as being heavily used as well? Uh, yeah, I toyed with Fleetwood. I did toy with Fleetwood. Um, but yeah, I still don't think he's going to... I'm not sure. How many games do you expect him to play? Like four? Four matches? Yeah. So... So um, I think they're they're the only three candidates. But so he's saying, but I think Tommy could play five. Yeah, quite easily. I mean, you got to remember it's quite a taxing golf course, isn't it? Like physically. Yeah. Um, I said a lot yeah. of people say that. Like caddies are coming out and said like, there's no way anyone can play five. I think that's a bit ridiculous. I think you can. I think you can. Look, they're all. There's a different breed of golfer now. Anyway, they're all fit as a fiddle, barring like a couple like Lowry. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're playing Shane Larry five games, I wouldn't like our chances anyway. No. But yeah, exactly. um, yeah, so that that's the idea on that. Jay, so you, same line of thinking in in the terms of who's going to play five games for Europe? Yeah, I think it's mental more than physical. Um, hmm. 
more than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. I think these guys can walk for miles, can't they? You know, they, I mean, God, they finish rounds and then they go off practicing for two hours. So mm-hmm. I agree in terms of physical. I, I just think it's mental. I think, again, God, I'm sorry to refer to it. I don't really care, right? <laughs> um, you're not paying me. Um, so <laughs> Lynn Grant last week. <laughs> Lynn Grant, Lynn Grant was exhausted, right? You could see it. You could see in her signals last week. She came out heading the pack, which is under pressure anyway, eight all. Um, and she misread everything on the on the front line. It was just she was miles wide, and that would had to be, in my view, purely mental exhaustion. Um, mm. You know, and I, 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 okay, I don't expect somebody like Rory to to show that, but if you're there and and something does go wrong on the on the first two days, and you're asked those Lexi Thompson questions, um, which I bet they don't ask this week, by the way. Um, it's, it's, I mean, if you can't get yourself up for the Ryder Cup, then you can't. But I, I agree. I think that the problem with Europe is they're reliant so much on the top three or four winning the vast majority of points. That should, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure, Zach Joss. I don't know what his, his plan is. But um, if you could mess that up, then I really think you affect the team. Yeah, I think I think the thing is with the one that I'd be worried about mentally, and this this is probably a bit counterproductive to what I'm going to say going on, but like Rory did not cope with being the talisman in 2021, and I know the whole team was shit, like, and he was carrying around Poulter and Lowry, but he didn't cut like, to the point where he only played four games in the end, ended up sitting on Saturday because he just wasn't good enough. Um, so I think I think in terms of just like youthful kind of ex, like experience, but youthful is Victor just goes out five and and you make it happen. Ram I think the same, quite mm-hmm. fiery. So I think Rory still plays five, but he's the one I'm, I'm concerned about. That just like I think they he's the one Brad I think that like they have to get the pairings right. Like yeah, because he because he I trust him to go out and win a singles. I trust him to go and be the difference maker in a four balls. He can kind of carry mm. someone. If they don't get his foursomes right, I think Europe are yeah. fucked. And who would you put him with? Tommy? Yeah. And I think I think mm. you have to stack that. I think you have yeah. to. I know there's this kind of idea of splitting them up and making them kind of stronger, but I th- I've always been sort of, of the, I mean, I wanted Rory and Hovland last year and they did, or last time they didn't do it um, until later on, did they? I don't think they even did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at all um but yeah i think you've got to put him out there with with fleetwood to start and if they carry on because i think fleetwood's capable of being the difference maker um yeah, yeah. yeah it's a tough one that that is that is the kind of european breakdown i think i think for me we were saying this off air brad before you come mm-hmm. on it's like the one person that we think could make a difference is justin rose and I said this a, a few yeah. episodes ago that like, I think Rose could be really important, especially if him and Fitz get off to a quick start. Because if they do play that force in, in day one and win, when you go back to 2021 Ryder Cup, they put out Westwood and Fitzpatrick. And I don't know if that was a case of like they thought uh, Fitzpatrick could make a difference in a short game or they just put it out because of uh, the caddy of Billy Foster and stuff like that. But they were poor, but they still persevered a bit. They lost turn one both times, Kepka and Bergen and Shoffley, can't they? If if Rose and Fitzpatrick can get off to a winning start, I could see Rose playing a lot. Um, yeah. Probably going to be his swan song, I'd have thought, or at least the second to last one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could see him being busy, Brad. I do. Yeah, I, I really do as well. Um, I hope so. Anyway, because obviously, as we already said, it's, it's tough to know how much he'll feature, but like he is a much needed experience in this European team. Um, like even in the dressing room, you know, someone like that uh, will really help Donald. And I think, what is this? Is it Ryder Cup now? I think he's seventh. I think it's his sip. Um, yeah, he's he's won like 13 matches. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, and yeah, I've, I've got a feeling he is going to feature in three, hopefully four matches. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've taken him. I have I have had a little nibble on him to be the top European wildcard. I think it's four to one. Um, but again, I think he's, he's he could you could even bet him elsewhere in other markets. But I think this is the safer 
place to take him. He's up against the Berg and um, Fleetwood in this market are the main threats anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I think he's going to get used more than what the markets are expecting. Yeah, and everyone else is expecting, and so I think he looks best uh, value of the three, and I, I do think it's a decent course fit for him as well. Uh, the narrow fairways, like he's good. He's a he's been a good fairway finder this year and over the years. So I think um, with Fitzpatrick as well, good. They, as you said, they get off to a good start. Um, they could be playing a lot of golf. I think, I think Fitz is the one that, like, he's just not been good at the Ryder Cup yet. And yeah. they'll be desperate for that to change. And if Rose is the difference maker in that and suddenly they get a feeling together, they, they could, because they want to play Fitz as much as possible. He's in good form again now. So yeah. when when you look at Rose's record, 3 3 4 2 2 in terms of points, so he's, he's regressing over the years, but just feels like it's a bit of a comeback. Jace, any thoughts on Justin Rose and, and what he could do for Europe? No, I think we just we said this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Where we thought we could do he could do an awful lot. He's, yeah. he's going to be massively responsible in the uh, dressing room. Him and Rory have played like I don't know. They've played more matches to get uh, more games together than all the others put together. I think, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, yeah, he's yeah uh, he's he's going to be the. It'd be interesting to see who he's put with. I, I okay, I'm. Not convinced that playing with Fitzpatrick is going to be his best best um, partner, but you know, who knows? I, 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 I thought he'd be good with Stracker. I thought having them in a four ball and then kind of just letting them both try and make birdies off one another was fine, um, but that doesn't seem to be the case, the plan anyway. Uh, looking at the pairings, but I think I think he's the sort of person that you can you can go all right. Well, so and so struggling, you go out Justin and try and make a difference. Yeah. He's, he's that linchpin. Do you know what I would, if McIntyre comes out, that's who I play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think he needs to calm. He needs to be the calming influence. The, the I'm not. I, I don't personally don't see him making a billion birdies, but I think no. he's there as the as the guaranteed. I'll make the four. You go for the three. Yeah, make um, it. Oh, I'll go for the five. Yeah, yeah. Or I will get the birdie on the part fives, but you yeah. need to go. You need to attack and breedle. So I think that's the sort of role that he plays. Um, it's it's such a hard such a hard betting event and it's it's, as we said at the start of this like it really is it's 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 like this it's what the show is right we can't we can't shy away from betting on it because that's what the show is but ultimately this is going to be a viewing thing i'm not going to go heavy on betting the Ryder cup like i did i mean i could do because i could end up being a bit drunk in vegas and go a bit over the top but like (laughs) ultimately i think i'm not going to bet too much on it it's not really like a normal tournament week let's just Let's let's summarise the European conversation that we've just had by mm-hmm. saying, and let's not let's not commit to a bet or anything like that. Let's just say our favourite bet for European top point scorer. We'll go around the room. Brad first. Okay. Um, I, I've left this market alone, um, and I've actually instead bet top event point scorer. So, oh, but he is a European, and it's John Rahm. Yeah. And yeah, as you were saying, like Rory was the expected talisman. Um, but I've, John Rahm was the was the main man for Europe at Whistling Straits, even though we got our asses kicked. Uh, he gained um, three, uh, three and a half points. And yeah, I just think he's going to be the main man again. Like his ball striking's improved. Um, like he's improving. He was his fifth uh, in ball striking at the Tour Championship, third at Wentworth, which is exactly what uh, we want to see um as Europeans before the Ryder Cup and yeah if we have any chances we're gonna we need John Rahm to step up again and lead by example uh we've already said it looks like if he's going to be of Hatton um paired with Hatton which is going to be two fiery characters in excellent form and I just don't I think everyone will fear going against them too um but they, you could also f- wind them up i'm sure um but yeah i i think if um as i've said i've taken him top event point scorer overall but top european it would also be john rahm yeah i think i think the good thing with rahm is that he's going to start with hatton um and i think that that'll either be, he'll do that for two or three sessions and then get paired with someone decent like a um you know a Stracker or a Hovland or something to to kind of finish off one of the, the days I mean him and Stracker I think would be an interesting four ball partnership mm-hmm. um so I think he's the type of person that won't necessarily get tasked with 
carrying someone. You know, like when you looked at Hovland in 2021, he had to play with Wiesberger, um, which yeah. is a bit of a weird one. Like, um, I don't think he's going to be asked to do something like that. Um, so that's a good point. Jace, your pick for top European? Uh, do you know what? I thought Ram had looked like he was back last time. Yeah. So he had a fire, didn't he? He had, a, he had a something in him. Yeah. Um, and he may want to, he may have that extra motivation, obviously, with his mate not being around. Um, he may not, like I said, just hope he doesn't have a chip and get asked, you know, explain that chip. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I, I genuinely don't, I think it'll be out of Hovland and Ram. I agree with you. I think Rory's going to potentially have to carry somebody and that may lose that point, point and a half that, that is going to be needed to win that market. Yeah. So I'd make it out of Hovland and Ram. I won't bet it, so I'll cheer Ram on for Brad. Yeah, no fair. Look, I was I was really heavy on Hovland for a while, but this was when I thought that he, I thought that Rory was going to go with Aberg. Now I think that Hovland's got to potentially take Aberg, and I'm not saying Aberg's a weakness. My my slight concern with it is like, I thought you should either go all in on Rory and Aberg being the two best drivers of the golf ball and pair them up, and they should be hopefully unstoppable in four balls, or you or you kind of I don't think you put like Hovland like they're close enough to skill sets Hovland and Aberg that like mm-hmm. they make sense together but I still think they're better off served split up if that makes sense like yeah. so it's, it's a bit of a weird one I, I'm i leaning towards Hovland I think the value might lie in Fleetwood just because I could see him being the fourth person that plays five sessions in which case mm-hmm. If you think he's playing with Rory for a couple and then maybe with Lowry or something, it's it's decent value. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll go I'll go with a different one of of going with with Fleetwood. Um, mm-hmm. But like Jason, I'm not actually betting on it. And, and like you, Brad, you'll you'll give yeah, me a point. Top event. Yeah. Um, let's go to the US. Um, this is where I think you really can get different. Um, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler's the nine's two favourite for top point scorer. Cantlay and, and Shoffley, unsurprisingly, 6-1 to, six to one and 13 to 2 each. And then you've got Morikawa, Kepka, Homer. I think it's really interesting here that, as we sort of alluded to at the start of the show, Jace, like, I think Thomas could be really important, and he's 14-1 to one to be the top US point scorer. Um, yeah. The problem is, if he's, if he's with... Spieth, which is again, yes. as you said, is, is completely understandable. I remain to be convinced that um, that that works enough to to be top scorer. But yeah, so it's, so it's, that, it's, so that, that's my line of thinking. Is I actually like, as much as the, the the kind of consensus is we probably don't trust Justin Thomas at the moment. He's not playing well enough. I think is you don't trust Jordan Spieth. My bet in this market, and definitely will be a bet, is Max Homer. I think that Homer and Morikawa play plenty. And I trust Homer to win a singles. I think he's, you know, underrated still even. Um, you know, one four out of four in a President's Cup, in good form since that little slump. Um, but I just think there's something about Thomas that he's got a lot to prove. I think, Brad, I think the, the difference in that is that he will play with Speed. And do you trust Speed? I guess? Yeah, well, exactly. We've already um, touched upon. There's just so many question marks, really, about both of them. Um you, you need we need both we need to see what it's, it's impossible to really to really know what what who's, we know they've got it in them we know we've seen it at Ryder Cups in the past but are they going to show up like everything's um leading up to the Ryder Cup suggests that there's there's a lot wrong with both of their games um and they're not the same player so it's just yes there might be value there but it's it's um a bit of a too much of a guessing game for me with Thomas I mean, look, I think it's it's pretty set that Cantlay and Shoffley are going to play at mm. least four games. I think it's the same with Thomas and Spieth. I'd like it to be the case with Morikawa and Homer. Um, yeah. So I actually think Scheffler might not play as much as, as expected. Um, because if he doesn't mm. come out putting very convincingly and Burns can't carry him in that department, all of a sudden, I, don't, I suppose you can't drop Scotty Shepherd at this point, so maybe he's going to play it, but it's who he's going to be paired with. A little bit, a little bit the same syndrome with with um, Rory in the sense of like who's who's he going to be paired with? If it's not Burns, who you'd pick, 
or he's got to carry Burns. There's, there's two two fold with Scheffler, so it's, it's a really mm-hmm. difficult one. I think I think the really obvious thing is to pick one of Cantlay and Shuffle because they're the, well, the most yeah. solid pairing and solid players, and they can both mm-hmm. win their singles. But as I say, I'm going with Homer in this in the hope that him and Colin America. I mean, Morikawa was brilliant uh, with Straits straight right on his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, three and a half points from four. Half that excellent match with, I can't remember what they, was it like a 58 better ball or something? Him and Hovland would have shot in their singles, so they both played incredibly well. Um, and he didn't, he didn't, he obviously didn't play the extra game that DJ did. Um, so yeah, that, that that's my overall thoughts. I'm betting Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thomas is value, but the safe play is obviously one of Shuffley and Cantley, in which case I'll just take the, the value on Shuffley over Cantley. But, mm-hmm. um, Brad, a pick in this market? Uh, so I have gone for one of the, the safer ones that you mentioned, and I haven't gone for the value. I've gone for <laughs> Patrick Cantlay um, to be top US point scorer because uh, I do expect him to play in all five games. Um, he's long and accurate, driving and long irons will be the name of the game um, at Marcus Simeone. Like, that is him in a nutshell. Um, his ball striking has been incredible this year. Um, as you said, expect him to be paired with Xander, both foursomes and four balls, who is another player in excellent form. So, yeah, it could be between them two. Um, yeah, I did also consider him, but yeah, Cantlay got the nod. Um, he's unbeaten in the Ryder Cup from his four matches. He won three and tied one. And, yeah, love the, love the course fit for him. And he's going to be a massively key player for the US. So, yeah, I've gone gone safe, but at six to one, he he's my top US point scorer. Yeah, like it. Jace, is your one bet of the week in this market, or are we still waiting for that? No, it's, no, it's not. But you mentioned him anyway. Um, it is. I mean, top scorers out of Xander, Kenley, Colin, and uh, Homer. That's it. Yeah. That's where the top that's where the top scorer comes from. Um, I do like Morikawa. Um, problem is, if they play together, that could screw up both bets. But I like Morikawa in this one. Um, I think, you know, mentioning the fact that you played with Dustin three times last time, um, I think the US miss uh, Dustin and Brooks and potentially, uh, I won't say anybody, I won't say him, actually. So they miss uh, Dustin and Brooks more than, <laughs> more than, um, more than Europe miss, you know, Sergio, Paul, obviously. You, you don't, you don't uh, think they miss Bryson, is that what you're going to say? Sorry? Are you going to say Bryce? Did I not say Bryce? Who did I say? Sorry. You said, you said Dustin. Dustin, Dustin Brooks, didn't you? No, uh, no, no. My apologies. I mean, I mean, I, I think they miss Dustin and Brooks more than more than the um, Europe miss players like Sergio, McDowell, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that I think if Dustin Finger had been there, I think I, I would have been quite heavy on, um, on the US. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He's not there, so who gives a shit? Um, difficult. It's out of them four. I'll cheer both of yours on. Because um, I'm hoping that home wins top rookie. There we are. Yes. So there we go. So let's go into this then. Let's let's go into top rookie. Uh, To clarify, Jason, you think the US are going to miss Dustin and Bryson? Oh yeah. More than massively. I I think I think they 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 were huge. I I, look. I don't know where they fit in, how they fit in, how it works. I'm not interested in all that. Yes. Not getting involved in politics. I just think if I'd have seen their names there, and I'd have seen. Let's say Sergio and whoever you want to put in out of the others, yeah? yeah. I think that there's a huge fear factor with, with Dustin and Bryson, especially here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think I would have been hit quite heavy on America to win it. Oh, sorry, the US to win it. Yeah. Uh, but they're not here, so it doesn't really matter. It's all conjecture. It doesn't. Yeah, I think Bryson would have been interesting. But um, moving on from that, um, Max Homer, favourite in the top event rookie market. 18 to 5. Just back, just back top rookie America and just don't worry about the rest. So just go top rookie America and not and not rookie America 9 to 5. Uh, it's a match between him and Wyndham Clark. I don't think Brian Harms is going to play enough. Not sure he's long enough anyway. Um, despite, obviously, you know, I'm not knocking what he can do T to green or on, or on the surface. But yeah, I, I'm I'm very keen on Homer. Um, obviously, 4 0 Neil at Quail uh, during the President's Cup. Um, six-time winner on the tour in great form, um, better form than uh, Morikawa over here as well. Um, obviously 12th in Scotland, 10th at the Open, um, continues to fly, absolutely loves this sort of thing. 
under pressure is the nuts. Um, you can <laughs> name many of his any of his wins really. He's won by a sort of narrow margin on uh, I think five of his wins. We saw what he did against Danny Willett at uh, Silverado. Yeah, it was like Silverado, wasn't it last year? Can't remember. Yeah. Um, you know, I know. Okay, hold bunker shots are hold bunker shots, but we saw what he did under the cosh. Yeah, I, I think if he goes out in modern car, they're going to win an awful lot. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, there aren't that many players that I, I would say he's a rank outsider as facing in the singles. So I'm, I'm big on Homer. Yeah, I, I think that's why I'm backing him for top US and the fact that I genuinely think he could beat anyone in the singles. Like, you, he wouldn't be favourite, obviously, against Rory, Rahm or Hovland, but I think he's capable of beating any one of them. Um Brad, are you going in the top USA rookie or the top event? No, I'm going. So we've we've got him fully covered. I'm I'm taking him in the top yeah. rookie. So I'm being a little bit braver, but yeah, that's it's actually my favourite bet. I think out of all of them, um, echoing all you, what you guys have said, you know, his present cup record, his recent form, and being paired with Morikawa, they got brilliant um, chemistry. Um, I can see him being an important player in the US team. I really can. As you said, he won't he won't fear anyone in the singles. And yet going back to the market, um, there's no one really there I'd really fear. I mean, maybe a Berg if he goes, if he plays all four matches and and balls out like a lot of people say he will. Um, yeah, he might be the main threat. Other than that, I've just it just looks like better the week for me. Um, yeah, Max Homer top rookie. So so I think if if we're saying. I mean, we're all saying that Max Homer is going to have a good Ryder Cup, so that's good that we're on the same page in different mm. markets. I think, and I think you might be wise, guys, going in that one rather than trying to take on Xander and Cantlay. So definitely something for me to consider. It's the one thing that you mentioned there about Aberg being a threat to him as overall rookie, right? If Aberg doesn't play as much as some are convinced he will, I don't know if Stracker's a bet in the in the European rookie, like. Because I could see him playing a couple of four balls games, and if he if he wins one of them and wins his singles, when it like it might not matter where he is, or or he just wins one because he can in eighteen holes, like three to one. I, I mean, you might as well rule McIntyre out. I think from that, Boygaard, I don't think is going to play that much. So I think it's it's a shoot up between him and Harmon. Harmon should play a lot, but he won't. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I I really think he should. Um, but what he might not, he might struggle to play three times. Right? It's a shame, really. I think he's he's going to be. I think he would be a really good Ryder Cup player. Well, but we're going to wait and see. But I think he should be utilised more, as I've already said, because he's such a gritty competitor. Um, he's straight, and he'd be a great partner for someone. You know, as you know, as you can put him with someone who's aggressive, go out and play like he's your steady man. You know. Well, I think um, that sorts to what Jason was saying about Justin Rose in that you've got someone yeah, exactly. who's going yeah. to go and do that for you. And I think that's where he, he could do really well with Scheffler. Like, instead of relying on Burns, who's going to potentially spray it all over the park. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Park, yeah. Um, that's know, the logic, know. which I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a great, it's a great thing. I think the ultimately, and, and this is probably one of the easiest things to say in the world, but a lot of people will say that like captains is like ceremonial, right? And you kind of just give it to someone that's played well in Ryder Cups. It's so it's going to be so important these pairings. Like the USA, I think basically is is decided, and I think it's Europe that in the past has been really reactionary to one session or whatever. I think that the thing the consensus looking back on recent like Ryder Cups is that. Europe always wanted to play people two or three times. Um, every single one of the team, they don't want to leave anyone out. I think it changes this year. I think you have to leave out Robin McIntyre. I think Nikolai gets left out a decent amount. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's just one of the, like if 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 Luke Donald gets Rory's pairings wrong, and Zach Johnson sticks to Scheffler Burns because Scheffler wants Burns there, and that's the only reason Burns is there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what can can decide it. That could be the difference between you, Jason was saying about coming down to the singles and maybe a point here or there. It could be that decision between yeah. did they send, I mean, did they make Rory play with Lowry, which doesn't even seem like that great of a pairing in the afternoon on on uh, Friday, and then did Sheffield and Burns play one too many that 
they didn't really show enough. It's it's such a such an interest. It's, it's such an interesting event to predict. Yeah. But so hard. Um. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's good call. I, I think your call for Straka for for top European rookies actually a, a yeah. Because because I I think I think that ultimately I don't think that Aberg if he plays all five well I don't think he's gonna play all five so that that's one no. I think he play, plays maybe four is limit I think yeah so he could play four there's no real reason to think he's gonna go four and zero other than we're getting excited about Aberg Jason's already pointed this out about the hype train of of yeah. Aberg and that's definitely what's driving the market right there's mm-hmm. no logical reason to think that Aberg is gonna go four and zero so. Even if he plays four matches, it might be that he only wins two. In which case, if if Stracker plays two of those four balls and gets paired with a Fleetwood in one and, and like Ram in another or something, then I think he's got a really good chance. Yeah. And I, I back him for singles. So, do you know, do you know what, sorry, Tom. What's yeah. interesting is we're going on about Aberg in run of form, and, and you know, yeah. my thoughts anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not knocking the player himself, but then you're quite right. You look at Stracker with his winning John Deere second at the Open. Right, and then recently six at the Tour Championships, ten at Wentworth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's better. Mm-hmm. It's better form. It's much better form. He's he's going to be, you know, he's, he's 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 been involved in in proper competition now as well, hasn't he? Right, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, this less. The difference is he's not the teacher's pet, though, is he? He's not. But I but I think I think this is the thing with Europe is I think that they will like abandon Aberg quickly if it just doesn't work like because they have been so reactionary like if Hovland and Aberg doesn't work exactly how they think it's going to work on day one they might go right we've got we've got to truck Stracker and Rose out to try and get us a point like there's been enough talk about Stracker over the last week that like, they were talking about how the fact that how is he settling in because he's got this Georgia accent and he's from <laughs> blah, blah, and, and all this and Luke said well we're all kind of American really we've all got American wives oh, did um, he say that did he yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great right. combat though. Yeah, he did say that. So, I think there's this kind of self awareness. Actually, he's going to be popular. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah, I just, I just like, think that Rose and Stracker could be important. Mm. Go on, no, 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 love it, love it. Uh, the, the more you say it, the more you look at it. It's it, it, it makes it, you know, Aberg does look weak at, at the price. Was he eleven to eight, something like that, six to eight? Yeah. I, I just if, think if you a, compare, sorry, Tom, sorry. Yeah. If you compare and get Homer at seven to four, nine to five, or Aberg at eleven to eight, six to four, I, I think there's, I think there's. Um, yeah. No, agreed. <laughs> Let's. That's our thoughts on all these individual players, pairings, everything like that. Let's mm-hmm. put a bow on it by saying, let, let's go, okay, so let's go with what we think is going to happen on day one, and then we'll go with what we think, potentially, let's make a couple of bold prediction on correct scores, which I hate, because I hate doing maths. Well, but, I haven't even given that a thought, to be honest. No, I haven't, I just hate, I'm just looking them up now. But day one, <laughs> I think that we win the foursomes first off, and then I think we win day one overall. So I think we go three and one in the foursomes, Two all in the four balls, and we're five three up. Is that, it's my maths yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So day one correct score: Europe five three six to one. I quite like. Um, yeah. Or just to lead after day one, whatever you want to do. That's my prediction, Brad. What do you think is going to happen on day one? Ooh. I'm gonna. By the way, this to, to, to put like a to put a stamp on this like a i don't know word of warning whatever we're not betting these as far no, as i'm not betting this not these, touching these, it, no. these are just like little predictions of what's gonna happen on friday and how we're gonna get on uh i think we're gonna come out hot i think we're gonna win uh well the first session three one and then uh the us will have the better of it in the afternoon and it'll, we'll still have the lead but by one point i think it's gonna be four and a half three and a half nice uh, seven to one, seven to one bet for that. There you go, Jason. Your your prediction for day one. Sorry, I lost you. I went. Oh, so did you, not, so you didn't even notice, did you? Well, <laughs> yeah, we we I went to Brad first, so you yeah. know it was. 
what um, was the question? Once once I said that a but once I said that he was better better than 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 uh, a bug a bug's men came over and fucking dummy in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> job the job. On your account. Um, what was the question? The question is, what do we think is going to happen on day one? Who's going to lead and and you know what you know do Europe come out hot or whatever? So predictions for day one. Bold doesn't have to be a bet. Just what you think is going to happen on day one. Tie. Tie. Okay. So you think we're going to win 3-1 in the morning, they're going to win 3-1 in the afternoon? Wherever you like. Wherever you like. So that's what you think is going to happen. We're going to be all square after day one. Yep. Cool. Like it. Um, and then we're going to go really bold with correct scores for the actual event in total. And again, as I sort of said, which you would have missed, Jason, because you got kicked off by Ludwig Abel's agent. Um we are going with a we're going with a correct score, and this is not a bet because we're not going to bet on these sort of things. It's just let's give the listeners our bold prediction. So yeah. I am going to lead us off by saying I think that we win 14 Europe win that being we uh, just in case anyone's not sure that I'm European. Um, Europe 14 and a half, USA 13 and a half. We win by one point. Snap. Snap. Nice. Snap. That's what I was thinking as well. I think it's going to be that tight. It's going to be so tight. It's going to come down to singles. Maybe the last two singles matches to come in. Yeah, 14 and a half, 13 and a half. Nice. Jason, your prediction for the correct score? 14 all. 14 all. Love it. You think it's going to be a draw? That'd be nice. Two draws in two weeks. Okay. And then that that brings us to this. this, this, We'll finish this whole thing. What do we think about draws in these events? Should go to a playoff. Send some, send your when one player out, or maybe a foursomes, and then go and play like three holes. Yeah. Do you think you should be allowed to pick the player, or do you think it should go on like the top? I think. I think no. I, 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 oh, that's a good one. I think. I think the captain uh, can nominate who they want yeah. to. That would just okay. be like so hot. Like I just ma- imagine the haunting. Why don't they do that? It'd be so fucking. They, good. But they've got to do something. I, I can't get over this, Jason. You're you're someone that was very like plugged into the Solheim Cup last week. Like celebrating that they deserve to celebrate. Like they came back and did celebrating a draw to retain yeah. the trophy rather than winning it. Like how do you feel about that, Jason? Well, I'd like to know where you all were for the last twenty years when it's it's you know. <laughs> It's still been a draw, and it, you know, suddenly everyone's come out going, There should be. Why, why didn't you say it? You know, I wasn't on a podcast, ago, yeah. I wasn't ago. on the podcast, and I was probably like five. The no, last yeah, okay. But <laughs> when I say you, when I say you, do you know what no, I mean? I know, you, do you mean. know what I mean. So, so where was everybody? Uh, yeah. I didn't hear that particularly when, um, when we retained the cup in or they retained the cup in whatever it was, 1993 or whatever it was. I, su- I suppose it, the argument for that, Jason, that probably the answer you're looking for is that. We, when it's we're so invested emotionally in the Ryder Cup, it's easy to get caught up in the pandemonium of regaining the trophy or the excitement. Whereas when it's the Solheim Cup and you're a bit more of a casual viewer, I think a lot of people that you you think there there should be a final end into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I, what yeah, not, absolutely. What I don't like is when they're celebrating and there's still a match going on. But yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to mm-hmm. celebrate. I'm not knocking it, yeah. But um, Pedersen and uh, Lexi, I mean, it, it was just bizarre. I mean, we, if, uh, the coverage obviously was shit last week. We didn't actually see 16. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just watching people hug each other, right? which is great. But there was still a golf match going. That match was irrelevant. It completely didn't matter. No one gave a shit about it. And I thought it was unfair. Um, you know, but um, uh, yeah, perhaps maybe you should make it a, a playoff or, you know, Cricket World Cup has a super over and, and maybe you should have six hole playoff or something mm. um did you watch it last week brad i presume you did yeah yeah I, who I, I would watched... you who would you have put out as uh, captain of both sides who would i put out uh i think given everything gotta go with uh Colotta, Saganda. gotta send her out and then for, for america i think the way uh, as much as she was a bit wasn't at her best i think she showed uh metal on the final day i think um uh Vu. Vu okay. okay. will come out and she she convincingly uh who did she beat? Uh, I think it was Charlie Hall four and two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously she was going through so no, that was that was Daniel Kang, wasn't it? 
Daniel, yeah, oh, was that Daniel? Who did? Who did? Who did who who beat uh, Sagstrom? Sagstrom, that's it. Yeah, yeah, convinced that he beat her, and uh, I think I would send her out despite her not having her best self. I think she uh, got better, and I think she is the US's best player. Um, obviously not at that um, event last week, but she she is in in my eyes. So I think them two going for it over over six holes would have been uh, quite the spectacle. Yeah, um, JT actually replied to Niall Lyons on Twitter when he said, thoughts on a drawn game, JT, should it be scratched in favour of a playoff? Surely a draw will be unreal for sport. He said, would be crazy, think it'd be really cool. Both captains pick yeah, a sudden death playoff for the cup. Sheesh. So Justin Thomas is on board with oh, the, quality. one player out on each team. And that's kind of what sparked my interest in the debate. I th- Look, I think it's one of those ones where if you're on the receiving end of of retaining the cup on a tie you're delighted right if if not you're like what am i doing here like why why is this not over um it's I like a penalty kick isn't it and a, a champions league final like the biggest yeah. tournament in football and then it can come down to bloody kicking it from six yards out you know and um, i think for me it's it's really weird when like cricket can finish because it rains like I don't get that. So it's not mm. it's not isolated just to golf, is it? But if I feel the same way about it across all sports. When was the when was the last time the Ryder Cup was tied? Do we know off the Nineteen ninety three. Fifteen thirteen USA. Oh, was it? No, not that then. When was it? Uh, sorry, that was their last two victories, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yep. Oh shit, I don't know then. I've got loads. Uh, Time ago, not it, in my it was lifetime. Time. It was time. Not in my lifetime. So 1989, the so the the time before yeah. um, in Europe. So it was at the Belfry, um, and we retained the trophy because we won it Muirfield Village the year before. So you're only one one Ryder Cup out, Jay. So good, a uh, decent memory there, I would say. Um, it's the shit I've been reading the last time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think the problem is, Tom, is that you go into it as defending champions. No, you need no, you needing fourteen. Yeah. Um, where, where, I'm trying to think of. Um, oh God, what was it? Where somebody asked the. Karen, Karen talking. I've got to think of something. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at so like we were talking <laughs> about the fourteen and thirteen and a half, right? That that has happened in 2010, 2012, back to back years when Europe oh, won. Yeah. Yeah, but but they've reached 14 and a half before the other team get to 13 and a half. That's the key. If you've yeah. made 14 and a half, everyone's dancing around. You don't give a shit if you're playing because you've won, yeah? So it doesn't matter. That 14 and a half, 13 and a half is, is, is actually, in context, complete nonsense. Yeah. Um, because I'd imagine it possibly was 14 and a half, 11 and a half, or whatever it was. It didn't go down to, well, I might be wrong, but I don't think <laughs> it went down to the final game. Um, well, so Madonna if play, was... If a player, if a player, if you're on 13 and a half and you're on the final game, mentally, although you want to win it, you only need half a point. So you play it completely differently. Yeah. So in Medina, Keimer had sewn up, hadn't he, that we'd retained um, with his win over straight. And then Molinari and Woods were out, weren't they? They definitely didn't give a fuck. Then they halved it, um, which is why I went 14 and a half, 13 and a half. I think that might be, is that the only time Woods has not won singles? Might be one of the only times. Um, I mean, I know Rose, Rose beat him, didn't he? Yeah, maybe. I think, I think, I think it was. Was it Rose? I just think it's a weird. I, 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 no, no. I, just think, no, no. I think maybe if you're not going to do this playoff, then once a team has won, then Jules just walk off because it's just weird. It's just yeah. too strange. You know, if, oh, if, 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 if somebody's won this by the, and there's three matches left, who's going to watch the last three? I mean, yes, if you've got a bet on the highest point score, yeah. Yeah. Who, who gives a flying fuck? You know, nobody <laughs> does. They don't. No, no. Just a bit of interest in it. I know it was um it was Rami beat he beat um Woods on yeah, was it his, single guy's debut, didn't yeah. he? So, so I've just made that up. But um look, there's plenty of talk there. If if anyone's trying to get the juices flowing about the Ryder Cup, we've given our overall thoughts on it. There's a lot of fence sitting, there's a lot of we're not betting on this, but it's just not that type of event, right? I think we'll we'll summarise it by saying we th- we think and hope uh, Europe are going to win. We think it looks pretty close. Um, I my favourite bet is Max Homer top USA. Brad's favourite pick is is Homer top rookie. Um, 
and Jason's favourite pick is Homer, top USA rookie. So this is a this is a Max Homer podcast. Um, if you, you see him, if you see him having um, fit, um, uh, oh, yeah, treatment before the tea, yeah. Yeah, pl- please tell us now because like yeah, we are yeah. we are all in. I'll be in the air when when that news breaks, <laughs> which means I'll lose all my money. Um, but it is it is a Homer podcast. I think Homer Morikawa play a lot. I think um, Cantlay and Xander are the obvious people to worry about on the US. And I think mm-hmm. that as much as I would love, I, I would really love as much as anyone that's listened to kind of me over the years and think I've got an agenda. I, I'm sure you probably could class that I do. I would love Rory McIlroy to come out of this Ryder Cup and win five points for Europe. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love for him to put that talismanic performance in. Um, I just worry about what they're going to do bearings-wise. Um, I think I think Rahm's got the more obvious bearings and, and not going to get asked to carry someone. So um, that's my thoughts overall. And I think that, that Rose and Stracker could have more to play than than people think. Mm-hmm. Any other closing comments before we, we put a bow on it there and just enjoy the Ryder Cup? No, I think you summed it up perfectly. Just looking forward to it, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great event. Um, I've shot myself in the foot that I have to be up at like three o'clock in the morning to watch it, but uh, <laughs> I'm all in for it. You don't really sleep anyway, do you, in Vegas? So that's fine. Uh, Jace, any closing comments on the Ryder Cup? Solheim no, Cup? No, it's going, to be, it's going to be absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Um, um, you know, ultimately, very, very difficult to have a bet on and enjoy it, to be honest with you. Um, so just enjoy it, really. I've got one more question. I know we've just put a bow on everything and I said no more questions. One more. Would you be opposed? Do you think this this event is what it is because it's every two years or would you like to see it every year, Brad, first? No, I like the way it is every two years. I mean, it just gives that little bit of, makes it that little bit more special, doesn't it? Uh, make sure you look forward to it. I think it sort of takes it away if it was every year. I mean, you, you suppose you probably can't do it every year because of the Presidents Cup situation anyway. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. it, I just mean, yeah. you, you it hear all these things, Jace. Like, do you, do you have this yearning for more team golf? Like, do you think you mix something in there again, like a mixed cup or whatever, just to, to keep the team aspect going every year? I'd love to see a mixed cup. Mm. I, I think it'd be absolutely unbelievable. I'd like to see uh, Asia come into it and have a, have a um, three-pronged um, event. Oh, uh, yeah, mm, that would be cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't. We don't want it all the time, but I, I think as a the hype is brilliant. Um, it's overhyped for what it is. Um, and as we've said before, the old rivalry when it was, if you like, Montgomery, um, Bernard Gallagher, and people like that when it was properly Europe. Was it GB back then? Probably GB and Ireland or whatever. And and I know no, it was Europe still. Um, when it was when it was that against the states was a real rivalry. Um, I'm, as you know, too cynical. Um, <laughs> and with 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 ten of these, or most of these, going off to the PGA Tour next year. I mean, you've got, you know, Bob um, Hogard. You know, Aberg's going to go off, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Um, they're all going to be PGA Tour players anyway. So I per- personally lose that little bit of uh, rivalry. I think that intense rivalry is completely gone. Um, like you say, I mean, Donald admitting that they all talk with American accents. So I don't, I don't like all that, you know, what Rose is going to do where he started beating his breast and, and then, you know, um, buggers off to his luxury mansion over there. Um, <laughs> so I'm a bit, I'm a bit anti and cynical that, but I, I love the Ryder Cup. At the end, it's two teams, as I said a couple of weeks ago. It's two teams. It's, um, it's the uh, United States against uh, European players that play and live in the United States. Um, that's it. And his kids go to school in the United States. Um, <laughs> and his dogs are bought from the United States. But apart from that, it's a fantastic event. Um, but yeah, I, I think a mixed. Oh my God! If you could pick the best of this and the best of the Solheim Cup over the weekend and and mix them up, I think it'd be mm. no, because fun. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. I know I didn't frame the question the same way to you. So no, uh, no, I agree. No, I think that'd be really, uh, really interesting to seeing a good, good fun and very much welcome. I think, I think I just I just vividly remember absolutely and obviously it's because Europe won both times but 2012 and 2018 were just some of my favourite golf events ever um, just Medina even before the comeback on a Sunday was just epic and then 2018 was just class wasn't it so 
Um, yeah. yeah, love the event. Looking forward to it. Yeah, oh, to yeah favorite time ever was that was that Rose and Mickelson. Yeah, thing. Oh, mm-hmm. that was just unbelievable. When yeah. Mickelson put pulls it and then Rose holds that and Mickelson puts his thumb up and says, yeah. "Great, I've had fifty thousand dollars on that putt going in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wish it was fifty thousand dollars. It'd definitely be more than that. Um, but judging by the figures that are being talked about, one thing I'd say on that, and this is really inappropriate. No, sorry. As, as, a, as a as a person that they talked about the fact that he gambled for a billion dollars, didn't they? They reckon there's the yeah, estimate enough. figure. He only like he only lost a hundred grand. It's his man. He did what he fucking likes with it. But but what I'm saying is I don't think that's bad betting for someone that's no, considering like, all, yeah all time he's actually a golfer and not a better he's 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 like bet a billion dollars and still away with nine hundred thousand um, dollars yes it's a problem that you're gambling a thousand uh, billion dollars mm-hmm. but by the same token he's got a billion dollars to spend and interestingly when when the comments came out he said that financially it wasn't actually a problem it was the it was the time that he was absent mm-hmm. his family and I agree with that and look like as much as we're a betting podcast, don't neglect your families, put a bet on. But like, it's, it, I, I just, I was amazed by like, if the, if the numbers are true, the fact that he's bet a billion dollars and still add on to 900,000, not too bad, I don't think. So um, there we go. Closing statement on Phil Mickelson. I didn't expect to throw in there. Um, <laughs> that that's it. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you knew you took up for that, didn't you? Um, you know what? Do you know what? If he'd been over here, how many IDs would he have to throw and have a Oh, yeah, wouldn't he? He'd have lost a few accounts, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would have uh, certainly yeah. lost them all, wouldn't he? Yeah, it'd have to be rinsing the family members. Ten of each way people are getting. Sorry, Phil, not today. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we're at, we're at that point of the podcast where we get to almost every week where we start spouting absolute nonsense. So um, we'll wrap oh, it shit, up. This is the bit I start enjoying. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, well, that's, that's it. It could go on for another half an hour. But I haven't got another half an hour. <laughs> we need to get um, on Icy Bloke, Icy Blokes podcast. Yeah, we should we'll chuck them on there and then we can do it, can't we? Um, yeah. Cool. Guys, thank you as ever. I know it's, it's time out to talk about an event that not necessarily... Uh, the easiest to bet on. I appreciate all the input. Hopefully listeners get something from there, make their own bets and enjoy what should be a great Ryder Cup. So thank oh, you I all. I was going to say, Sam, before you bugger off, Sam Harrop's latest song, absolutely brilliant. With Very good. Holly Wilson yeah. and David Howell on backing yeah. vocals. And uh, it's genuinely not just saying this because he's, so, he's, he's virtually sitting opposite me, but Brad's flying at the moment. So if you're not yes. following with him, you know, Icelandic. Mm-hmm. In, you know, <laughs> whatever random tour, tour. Then, then yeah then then do so because it's like you know it's flying so, appreciate know. it Jason no, uh, definitely agree on both counts I thought um, Ollie Wilson um, and David Howe in there yeah. <laughs> was on it? Um, Ross Fisher all good sports to so join in with Sam on that great song lovely uh, singing voices lovely singing voices <laughs> class weren't they uh, and to echo Jason here, like Brad's on the heater uh, we know this um, go and get obviously Brad is is not going to be able to give every single pick on this podcast because of you know limitations and time and you know apart from the fact that you know it's a, it's a paid for service at the end of the day that people need to get the value out of um, I highly recommend that go and spend the money that you you would spend on a coffee or something um, mm-hmm. on winning some golf bets so um, all over to that thank you as ever guys uh, really appreciate the time. We are off next week because I am buggering off on holiday. Um, so we have got a week off next week, which is the Dunhill Links and the Sands and Farms. And then I'll be back to business uh, the following week. Yeah, if you want the, the Dunhill Links tips, just listen to last time's show because I think we mentioned it a few times. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just keep yeah. just keep going for it. Um, I'm sure Danny will it'll be about five hundred to one this time, so you can just go on that instead. Uh, cool. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys. And I shall catch up with you during the Ryder Cup. Thank you.